Hi, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Shula Bull Podcast. This is David Handel. And before we get started today, we wanted to deliver a little message to our listeners. You know, first thing, we're entering year three of this pod, which is absolutely crazy to me. You know, we love doing this. We love talking about FIU and FAU football. And, you know, we love trying to grow the exposure of these programs. You know, but we really want to take this pod to the next level. We have some ideas of things that we want to do, and we were planning on starting last year, but with COVID and the pandemic, you know, that that obviously wasn't really an option. However, as things seem to, you know, be turning the corner and, and brighter times are ahead of us, we really want to get going and really grow this thing. You know, things like merchandise or hosting watch parties or, you know, other things, we, we want to start doing that. We want to start interacting. We want to start really growing this thing and taking it to another level. You know, but that starts with getting sponsorships for the show. So what I'm here to ask is if you know someone or, you know, yourself or your company wants to sponsor this podcast, please reach out to either Eric, Shane, or I on Twitter. You know, we'd greatly appreciate it, and we believe you will appreciate it too because the ideas that we have will leave fans of both schools and fans of this podcast super happy and super excited. So that was my message Thank you in advance, and now enjoy the show. Good evening, and welcome back to another episode of the Shula Bowl podcast. As always, we're brought to you by the fine folks at Five Reasons Sports. Full house tonight, Eric Henry, FIUB writer, co-managing editor, Underdog Dynasty, SB Nation. You guys know us by now, Shane Marinelli of... uh, I have a publication that he can announce on his own time and David Handel, FIU super fan. Uh, boys, how's it going tonight? Wait, Eric, you forgot to mention uh, verified Twitter, Eric Henry. <laughs> yes, <laughs> no jealous. The, the, the person that I, the person that I've purported myself to be over the past three years, I now officially am. So that is a, that is correct. Uh, Shane, what was that mean? I said, I'm surprised you're even doing this with us plebes now that you're verified. <laughs> You know, I still have time for the little people, you know. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I, I remember, oh, go ahead, David. Oh, go. No, I was going to say, I got, I got denied verification, probably a record speed fast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I'm going to I'm gonna work my powers, man. I'm going to pull some strings with the folks at Twitter Verified and make that happen for you guys, all right? But uh, without further ado, I uh, want to go ahead and get back to this uh, mailbag Q&A app that we put out. I shouldn't say we because I'm the one who sent out that tweet on the 28th, and I apologize for it being almost about two weeks late. I know I had been caught up in the Lightning's championship run. We won't get sidetracked on that because Shane will go on another 20-minute rant, and you know some of us would like to, I don't know, like have anything else to do with another Shane Marinelli rant. So with that, I'm going to start it off. The first question here is actually going to be for Handel. Uh, David, as you can imagine – you are getting trolled on Twitter uh, by our buddy Jack at Hackster on Twitter. How many days has it been since FIU won a Shula Bowl? And uh, there's another question here, but I'll, I'll let you start with that. Um, how many days has it been, and do you anticipate them winning one in the near future? Um, you know, Eric, I have, so I don't count the days. Um, however, mm-hmm. We're winning one this year, baby. <laughs> <laughs> uh, here's the second part of that question. I'm going to uh, 
tag Shane in as well. I'll tag Shane in here and then come back to you, David, if you uh, if you have any thoughts on it as well. It also is from from Jack at Hackster on Twitter. Which school has the nicest campus in CUSA? He says he drove around Charlotte's campus recently, was une- was unexpectedly impressed. Uh, David, of course, is of course FIU is the shittiest campus. Uh, Shane, um, I'm gonna let you jump on that first. If you have any CUSA campuses that you've been to, by any chance that uh, that may have surprised you. Well, if Shane's not gonna jump on, I'm jumping in because FIU's campus is absolutely beautiful. First off, Eric, I love FIU's campus, and it's way better than the one up in Boca. That's for sure. Um, I I personally, I'm trying to think of like other CUSA schools that I've been to. I think I don't think I, I don't. I honestly, I don't even think I've I've been to any other ones of like the current. Um, I remember I went to a Troy game, but there's still some boat. Well, we were in some boat, so I don't yeah. think I've actually been to any of the the conference USA teams. Uh, I've been trying. I, I do want to do a trip to Marshall, uh, but I yeah, I don't think I've actually been to these. So the only one I have to compare it to is FAU, which you know we we I will go to my grave saying that the Panther Land is is a nicer area. All right, David. Yeah, you know we definitely have. Uh, I know you've got your thoughts on the Panthers and their chances in Boca this year. Shane, you uh, you got anything on on either the first part? I think you had some on the first part of that question. You want to jump in real quick, with, right before we hit the second part? Yeah, guys. So with FIU playing in Boca this year, all right. The last time at the Panthers, and I believe the only time they've ever beaten Boca uh, or won in Boca, uh, who was the starting quarterback the last time the Panthers won in Boca? Well, as you know. Someone who knows everything about FIE football. It was Jake Medlock, of course. <laughs> it was a showdown. <laughs> I can see it. Without looking it up, can I get the final score of that game? Uh, well, I know, I know it wasn't close because we rarely have close shootables. So, um, Damn, I'm really as, as someone who, who knows second to everything about FIU football, like my friend David Handel, I'm gonna say that score was 34-24. Yeah, no way you def- no way you're not looking at it on your screen right now. But yes, it was the uh, it was it was the last the second to last um uh game for Mario Cristobal. <laughs> so that is how long it's been since FIU won in Boca. So I guess. It's going to be longer this year. I think for FIU, I don't think that game, to be honest with you, is too big of a concern. I know it's a huge concern, but it's also been like 500 some days since FIU's just won a football game. So I think just small steps is uh, kind of more important for FIU right now. Yeah, we saw David Drucker send out the uh, the tweets about FIU being number one, and we saw uh, our friend Willie Taggart's burner have a little fun with it, you know. So we know it's been a uh, 500 and some days. I I've stopped counting. Shane, really quick, the second part of that question. I don't know if uh, this uh, if you have any answers on it. If not, I can jump in. Um, nicest campus, CUSA. Also, I'm assuming you're going to say FAU, but um, are there any others that may have unexpectedly impressed you by any chance? Sure. I Eric, I've always heard that Eric, have you been to Bowling Green? Is the campus itself pretty kind of picturesque in the mountains there? I've heard it has. Yeah, I mean, I was at Western last year. Um, 
Okay, so Shane, that's okay. That's not a misnomer, but you can almost say the same thing about all of those schools. Like Middle Tennessee's campus reminds me a lot of Western's campus. First off, both Bowling Green, Kentucky and Murfreesboro, Tennessee, they're very small cities, right? They're very much college towns. So you kind of drive past, uh, you know, a pawn shop a rehabilitation center and a 7-Eleven and no, those are not jokes at those cities. That's exactly what you pass in Murfreesboro and in Bowling Green. Uh, there's a giant billboard for rehab in Bowling Green. And uh, then also you just pop up on the campus, right? So it, it, it yeah, I mean, it's scenic and you kind of get that, that hilly kind of vibe, I guess um, in specificity to Western stadium, it is set in a very like at the top of a hill and just like a train that runs by and it's pretty cool. But I, I honestly know that I'd call that like the campus picturesque. If that may, if that answer makes sense, Shane. Yeah, um, I guess. I mean, I know UTEP has a pretty famous. You know, their stadium's kind of cut into. I don't know. I even know if their stadium's technically on campus, but it's cut in like it's one of the few stadiums built into a mountain. Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I've heard amazing things about North Texas's campus. It's like, obviously it's very new and sprawling and they got, you know, really good facilities, that type of thing. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know though. I, I guess, you know, I haven't been to enough. I actually do plan on right now. There's soft plans for me going to Bowling Green, Western Kentucky, which is part of the reason I brought that up. Yeah, I've, I've heard Rice is nice, but I, have, I haven't been. I don't know if the, I don't know if I misheard that, but I've heard Rice is. Well, yeah, David, that, that's almost cheating because this this is like going to Houston. <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll. Uh, I'm first off, Shane. Yeah, I mean, you can kind of judge it for yourself. Um, there are some good eats, like good college town eats in Bowling Green, but uh, I'll kind of give my quick thoughts here, Charlotte. Very nice campus. It kind of, and of course, David, the same thing I just gave you crap for. You can say the same thing about me in terms of my answer. But Charlotte, it, it's it, it, the entire campus and the stadium is just very, very. It's newer than the westerns in the in the um, middle Tennessees, but it definitely has the picturesque uh, kind of vibe. But I will say this, David, and if, if you're ready to come in and jump in and uh, back me up here, because I'm, I'm going to go full on hot take, and you guys know me that this is not usually my style, but um. One too impressed with uh, the campus over there in Boca. And granted, I want to say an effort of full disclosure, I only went one route, which was from my hotel through whichever route that campus was closed off that day in 2019 into the stadium. And I'm not talking about the the, the new Smith Athletics uh, facility. And I'm not talking about FAU Stadium. I'm just talking about FAU's campus itself. It just seemed older than I expected. But again, at full disclosure, I haven't seen the entire campus. FAU is really compact. It's hard to see it unless you walk through it. So that would be, I guess, my only thing. FAU is kind of just a big circle like UCF. So if you uh, were getting thrilling conversations on this, but FAU is a big circle. So if you kind of just drive around the outside of it, you don't really, uh, you don't really see much of it. You actually have to park your car and walk through campus. All right, I'll, uh, I'll defer to you on that one. Uh, next question here is from Billy the Marxist on Twitter. Uh, David, we're, we're, uh, we're coming to you first. Do you have any players in mind for your respective program that uh, could, be in, in, could be due for a breakout season? Excuse me. Um, 
Well, Price isn't due for a breakout season because I think he had he's he's already you know established himself. Um, I can see a flex a flex Joseph breakout season. It depends how many you know reps he's going to get, but if he can break out, you know, special teams wise as well, have you know even just one kick return, you know, that's 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 hard to do. Um, I would probably go with flex or um, you know Fairweather. I think Fairweather coming off of uh, you know he had some big moments in 2020. Um, I think, you know, he can make a huge impact this year. So I, I think he, for breakout wise, I'd probably go yeah, him or flex, but cause just, I'm not going to say price. Cause like, you know, that's, that's the one that everyone expects to, to, you know, pop off this year. And then on the defensive side, you know, we've got the Dame brothers still, but yeah, I'm going to go with uh, Fairweather and, and flex. Shane, this is going to be a two-part question for you. Will Nikosi Perry end up being one of the best QBs in conference? And in your mind, and Shane, I'm sorry if we're, if we're kind of spoiling some future content for you here, but I'll throw it out at you regardless. In your mind, in your opinion, what is the benchmark for a truly successful emphasis on truly successful FAU season? Uh, I think Nikosi Perry doesn't have to be quote-unquote the best. Okay, He's not going to be pressured to go throw for – you know, 3,500 yards and, you know, it, it, he doesn't have to run it. So basically you saying know, he's not going to be Bailey Zappi. I'll continue. Yeah. Throwing for a lot of garbage points because your team is down so much. Um, but yeah, you know, it, it would sometimes when you, he's not going to be in a position where he's down, you know, 31 points in North Texas and he's just racking up some garbage yards. Uh, <laughs> um, Nikosi doesn't have to be, the defense is too good. The running back room is deep, right, with the addition um, of Ford this year. Uh, there's still a good, strong receiving core coming back. He needs to be the Nikosi Perry that brought the Hurricanes back, right? If, if, if you need to lean on him in, what, in uh, like one of those games or maybe they start down a little bit and they can kind of lean on him, for the most part, they don't have to. I mean, FAU, I guess that, it, the ending of last season was so successful but they still were competitive in every game and probably should have won a couple more for what, if it wasn't for turnovers with not, quarterback play, I'm going to just say it, that wasn't as good as what Nikosi Perry offers. So he's probably not going to put up the best statistics, but he's on the best team. And to me, the standard this year is winning the conference for FAU. Uh, this maybe does take a little bit of future, um, you know, material for me, but FAU was a pretty was a pretty good team last year. Uh, you know, the the UTSA, who a lot of people are calling the favorite in the West, FAU whooped them last year. FAU is a better team this year. FAU returns ninety four percent of their production from last year. Right? They were also really banged up. Everyone had kind of their quote unquote COVID injuries, but FAU had a lot of other injuries. You know, they upgraded the most important position in sports. Uh, and then there's also other power five transfers, right? They brought in more, a lot more depth along an O-line that brings back their restarters. You know, Malcolm Lamar becomes available to them um, on the defensive line this year. You know, uh, again, I think uh, Johnny Ford is going to be probably the one of the top three biggest, most impactful transfers in Conference USA this year. So they've kind of upgraded, you know, 
and with a team that didn't have a lot of weaknesses last year. And remember, if you walked into Marshall down 30 players last year and was maybe a handful of plays of winning that from winning that game. So, I mean, we, we could talk about where other schools have added transfers or done this or that, but a lot of other schools have also lost a lot of other talent. So, you know, if you look at Bill Connolly's returning production, I don't think there's a Conference USA school within 25 spots of FAU. So I, I think the standard this year is win the conference. And I think it's very important. FAU gets Marshall at home this year. Uh, you know, FIU at home. Some of these tougher opponents at home. The tough away one is at UAB. And, you know, but that, that's also a Western Conference game or a side game, which, again, quote unquote, doesn't matter as much. Really quick, I just want to say that uh, that cough there was a FIU actually is in the top third of Bill Conley's returning production there. But uh, hey, when you compare FA, FAU's returning production, are they in the top? Are, are they within like twenty five spots? Where, where are they ranked? I, I don't have the exact ranking right now. I know that they were they were in the top thirty eight because that's a, a number I, I tweeted out. That it doesn't necessarily just because they return a lot of production doesn't necessarily make it all things equal because FAU. <laughs> was a much better team than FIU last year. So j- just for, for that there. Uh, really quick, to, uh, my guy Jensen Jennings out there in Wyoming. Um, don't want to make it seem like I forgot your question. Shane kind of touched on there, touched on it there because your question was, would it be a disappointment if FAU uh, won fewer than eight games? Uh, you can pretty much gather from Shane's answer there that the answer would be would very much be yes. So don't make it seem like I uh, skipped over your, qu- your question there, my guy. Uh, Going to go to uh, David's pops, Eddie Hondel. Uh Shay, uh, David, I'll go and take this one. Would you say that the unknown parameter in the upcoming FIU season will, that will determine whether they win one game or more than six is the quarterback position? Eddie, uh, short answer, yes. Uh, kind of extended answer, quarterback and defensive line play. A uh, lot's been made about the defensive line and the defense as a whole, their ability to – or inability, I should say, to stop the run. Well, guess what? They haven't gotten to the quarterback either really over the past three years. When you look at the amount of sacks that the defensive line, just the defensive line, not the you know few sacks, you'll get a, a, a sack and a half or two sacks here or there from the linebackers, Jamal Gates, Sage Lewis, um, that you've gotten over the past few years, or the sack, sack and a half you may get from one of the Dames twins. Strictly from the defensive line, FIU is second to last in Conference USA in number of sacks over the past three years. So – Quarterback, defensive line play, those are going to be the ones that are going to make the difference. Uh, Handel, um, they're coming at you fast and furious tonight. So uh, let's go another one here. It's from our guy, um, at Scotty Pippen on Twitter, Alzi for Prez. Uh, Shane, I'm going to let you take the first part of this. Actually, you know what? Um, we'll do it this way. Uh, I'll ask the question first, and then Shane and David, you guys can speak for your respective teams. If an NCAA football game was released tomorrow, what would FAU and FIU's ratings be? Also, at Handel. Mr. Honnold, three, two, one. How many seasons would it take for you to win a Shula Bowl playing as the Panthers? Uh, Shane, <laughs> NCAA football ratings. Uh, what you got on uh, on FAU? Offense, defense, special teams. Okay. Um, I actually kind of like this. It's a little creative way of looking at it. Uh, FAU's defense, remember, you know, obviously the quote-unquote G5 teams would be a little lower. And this is basically a scale of, what, zero to 100. I think we could safely say right out. If Alabama's always 99, 99, 98, right? I think for right now, we'll say FAU's offense is low 80s. FAU's defense kind of high 80s. FAU's special teams, 
maybe on the lower 80s scale. I, I, I like some parts after you special teams. Got to see what the kicker situation is. They got, you know, the transfer from Louisville. His name is escaping my head right now. Uh, they have a very good punter in Matt Hayball. Um, they've, they have a lot of, and, you know, with, I think this year, and you'll see this a little bit more across the country with teams having more scholarship players with seniors coming back and people being over the 85, uh, you're going to see really good special teams play this year. Uh, and when I say good special teams play, sometimes I'll even eliminate your, your kickoff returns and punt returns. People say, oh, man, that's something that overall in college football could be down this year because a lot of times those returns happen when a team's really beat up week six and there's a true freshman that has to go out there and run down and, you know, do kickoffs and it's his first time stepping on a college football field and he gets out of his lane and, you know, some, someone that's going to be drafted, you know, takes a 98 yards. So I think you're going to, you're going to see a lot of good special teams just because teams are deeper this year and they're not forced to play younger guys in those roles. Ando, have at it. Um, well, I'll answer the second part quickly. Uh, it would take me one try because I'm very good at NCAA football, and that's mainly because I spent so much time playing it during this quarantine that that it was like almost sickening. But you, you would have to do you would have to do the setting the, the rookie and go in and turn all your players to like perfect at everything. Yeah, 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 yeah. I took I took FIU to seven national championships. All right, I can beat. I can win a school. Okay. <laughs> uh, as for ratings. Um, I mean, offensive, like offensive wise, I mean, I'm probably going to just go overall. I'm going to go like mid to high, you know, seventies. Um, I would, uh, it would be just the skill guys holding up the, the rating. Cause we obviously don't know, you know, quarterback wise and even special teams, like the kicker, I, I don't even know, um, you know, how, how well we're going to do there. Just based off the, the spring game, uh, I was not very impressed <laughs> with the kicker, but our, we had a really good punter. And, you know, if you include spe- like return guys, we've got, we, we're, we're loaded with skill players. So they'll keep the ratings a bit higher. Um, but as for, you know, like the quarterback player or, you know, our, our defense front seven, uh, I, they'll, they'll be, they'll hold us down a bit from getting, reaching the 80 mark. We'll be, in, we'll be like a seventies team. Um, that's going to progress as the year goes on and make our way up to an 88. Really quick. My guy Drewski at Falcon 1282 on Twitter. Want to make sure, you know, we didn't forget about your question. You asked a similar question to Madden rating. So going to kind of combine them in here. I'll take a quick hack at <clears throat> your question here. Um, so basically, uh, FIU, you know, no real pushback on what you said, David. Uh, I mean, Daniel Jackson is one of the best special teamers in all this in the USA. So, I mean, that'll help out the special teams. Noted on what you said on Chase Gabriel, you know, he had a solid freshman year in terms of kicking. He made all his extra points. I want to say he went three of five or four or five on field goal attempts, but kind of struggled in the spring, at least as far as the spring game is concerned. Uh, Shane, I pretty much agree with everything he said as far as FAU goes. And, and you know, as far as Drewski's question here, as far as way too early, I, I personally think FAU's offense, it's way too early to really kind of assess them. Cause I think at the end of the year, they could have a much higher rating. Uh, and for FIU, you know, again, let's see what the quarterback situation is going to be like, but Devonte price, we all know what he can do on the field. Uh, last one before we go ahead and uh, close this one up. 
I will take. I do want to drop a big hint here. Sorry, Eric. No, no, no. Go for it, Shane. FAU's obeyed offense is going to look different this year. So I'm going to say it's going to look very different. Is it going to look like the Bailey Zappi air raid offense in Western Kentucky? No, 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 no. We 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 have to play defenses that have competent people. So it, you can't just. You know, you can't just throw the ball to, you know, receivers with no one around them 10 yards, 50 times a game. So, you know, our offense has to have a little, we'll, we'll call it muscle. There's going to be a lot of muscle in FA's offense this year. For, for those of you listening haven't caught on the hint, uh, I am squarely on the Bailey Zappi hype train, Bailey Zappi for Heisman. Okay, so, uh, and with that, it's a perfect lead-in to our question from uh, Willie Taggart's burner, who I'm sure will be, uh, quick to at me as far as my last comment, and I'm being hyperbolic about him for Heisman. Please don't quote me on that. It's, it's a joke. Um, over under FIU winning three games. David, you've uh, you know they've been coming at you left and right, so I'll take the heat off you here. Um, or actually, you know what? If it's Tigers burner, I'm sure he wants to hear your thoughts more than mine. Go for it, David. Oh my God, I am slamming the FIU over 2.5. I mean, it, and by the way, it all comes down to the first. If we can't win the first game of the season, then no. But, you know, if we win the first game of the season, then you're telling me all we have to do is beat two CUSA teams. You know, I like our chances to at least win two. So I'm going to go over. Um, It's obviously too early to see how many or which CUSA teams we will beat. But I'm going to take the over. That that, that number is just too too low for me, especially when I'm going to predict that we go 12-0 when we do the pod in August. I will say that I like FIU over as well. On, I I think I think the skill position is gonna is gonna is gonna have them. They they gotta split Texas Tech and Central Michigan. I think they, I think Charlotte's defense will be really bad this year, and I don't know if they have enough to overcome that. So I think you know the fact they get Charlotte at home in that game. And you know what? There's a lot of with Western Kentucky we talk about. If for some reason, and I kind of, and I'm not saying it's going to fail. I think they've lost a lot of other talent. And Eric will agree agree with this. If the Billy Zappi experiment fails, that Western Kentucky team's going to be raw. If that experiment fails, so when I say experiments, for those who don't know, they, you know, Western Kentucky brought the offensive coordinator. Um, and a couple transfer receivers from why, why his school escaping my name, Eric. Um, Houston Baptist. Houston Baptist. So uh, if that doesn't go well, Eric, will you agree that the rest of Western Kentucky team isn't enough to uphold them? And that's the game FIU can win. 100%. If, if, yeah. if that offense doesn't hit the ground running or at least look – formidable in the early going that could be a very tough situation for Tyson Helton there in, in Bowling Green and Old Dominion should be a win let's let's also be real with this right like that's what I'm that saying on granite later in the year but dude, that team hasn't played football for a year that was a bad team before they haven't played football for a year I think that they're they're going to be three years away from being remotely competitive. If that's like to me, there there's UTEP rebuild in Old Dominion right now. 
Shane and I partially disagree on that, but we're not going to turn this into the old Dominion podcast. Do I think they were a good team? No, um, but that's a team you kind of had to watch in person and see that they were just a horrible offensive team and you were playing in spite of their offense as opposed to anything else. That aside, um, it's semantics because I do believe that ODU should be a win. So just my quick thoughts, I, I would hammer the over as well. You know, we'll get into season previews later on, but uh, something that Shane said I think is a major point, they got to split. You know, I, they have to split Tech Central Michigan. I think they have to ideally come out of that four-game stretch three and one because if you come out two and two or worse with the Shula Bowl week five, that's where things can get off the rails. So anyhow, I'm taking the over. And with that, we will get ready to close up this episode. Just want to touch on uh, the news and notes and Q&As. We appreciate all your questions as always. And we probably will do another one of these. We'll see if we get another one of these in for the season rolls around, but probably more than likely the next time you're going to hear from us is really going to be season previews. So keep an eye and an ear out for that. As always, you can find this podcast on Twitter at five reason sports. That is at the number five reason sports, five reason sports.com your home for South Florida sports news. You can find David on Twitter at Mr. Hondel three, two, one. You can find Shane on Twitter at Marinelli Shane. Also, uh, I'm going to keep bugging Shane because eventually I'm going to shout him out and just, you know, sing his praises and to have that long, sappy post. Keep an eye out for Shane's future endeavors. And with that, of course, you can always find me on Twitter at Eric C. Henry underscore. Thank you for listening. Happy football watching. And uh, it's almost football season, guys. So let's get fired up. <laughs>